Welcome to the Seek 24 podcast. My name is John Michael Lucido, and this podcast will feature some of our favorite podcasters recorded live at the Spoke Street Media Booth during Seek 24 in St. Louis. We hope these give you a glimpse of the energy and passion from the conference and help you in your faith journey. Enjoy. Welcome to the Hormone Genius Podcast at Seek 24. We are so excited that you have come to listen so that we can tell you how you can be the genius of your own hormones. You may be here wondering why would I come to a podcast about hormones? Um, But we are going to tell you all about it because hormones are super cool, super complicated, and we want you to be the best version of yourself in every way, mind, body, and soul. And so hormones are a part of you, and hormones make up all relationships. And we want you to learn the science of your body because we know if you learn the science of your own body, then you can advocate to become the best version of yourself. So Jamie, this is it. Here we are, Hormone Genius Podcast at Seek. How are you feeling? Girl, I feel awesome. I feel so good. Um, what many of our listeners may or may not realize is that when Teresa and I, when you and I were getting started with this whole podcast idea, we called every focus missionary we knew because focus missionaries and college students who cared about their body, who cared about their faith, who cared about their well-being, they were our target audience. And so we spent hours, really, in several sessions getting to know what your age, what your like age and stage, what you wanted to know. And it's so incredible to be here just a few years later on the media scene talking to students at Focus, at the Focus Seek 24. Yeah. I mean, so you, we're so pumped. Absolutely. You guys are our target age group. And um, you were here a lot to listen to us. And again, I guess I didn't even introduce myself. My name is Teresa Kenny. I am from Omaha, Nebraska. Do we got any Nebraska people out there? Woo-hoo! Awesome. Awesome. I've got two sons here at Seek. One of them's over here, I know. So it's great to be here with people that I love. And um, I am a woman's health nurse practitioner. So I have 24 years of experience working with young women and helping them to learn their body. And I have a personal story, all of us have a personal story about how we didn't know how our bodies worked. I was a college athlete, I played soccer, and I was put on birth control for acne when I was in college. And I can tell you, I did not feel well on it. But I didn't know how to advocate for myself in any way because I had no idea how my body worked. And I also didn't even know what birth control really was or what it was doing in my body. How many of you out there have been offered birth control for a medical reason by a doctor? Yeah, I mean, usually it's every person in the room. And actually, 98% of women will be on birth control in their lifetime, and a bunch of those people are only taking it because a doctor told them that they needed to. But here's the deal. Most women don't know that they have an alternative. And most women don't know how to advocate for themselves in a doctor's office. And in fact, I was just listening uh, to a woman at our booth say that she was able to advocate for herself because she listened to our podcast and she had the words to use in front of her doctor to be able to say, you know what, I think I would like my hormones tested. You know what, I don't think birth control is the right option for me. Let's look at getting to the underlying problem and let's get it fixed. And that's what we want for every woman out here. We want you to be informed, and be able to advocate for your own health so that you can be the best version of yourself. Amen. Amen. And so we want to applaud all of you for being here. We're so excited to teach you some things, not all of the things, because that's impossible, isn't it, Teresa? To teach everything we know in a short amount of time. But today our goal is to teach you about the genius of your hormones. What are hormones? Why do hormones make us feel crazy sometimes? You know, what, does, what do our hormones tell us about the state of our health in regards to tracking our cycle. How do we track our cycle? And then when we, when we begin to understand our cycle, how do we really amplify that hormone genius and tend to the flow of our feminine genius? And that will make way more sense by the end of this um, podcast today. But truly, ladies, you were made so good. You were made so 
So good. And in college, I had zero clue, just like Teresa. I had no idea. I didn't know what ovulation was. I didn't understand what getting my period, like what does that really mean? What's going on in my insides? You know, I had no idea that there were certain times of my cycle that I would actually be able to focus better and get work done in a, in a little easier. I didn't realize there were times of our feminine cycle, ladies, that you're way more creative and way more social and actually way more emotionally intelligent. So our hormones, they don't just give us a record or understanding of just our health, it really taps into the very fabric of our feminine soul. Like God made us this way. And so we, again, we're gonna touch high level, top of the glacier, ladies, but we're gonna share ways for you to learn more, again, by the time we're done with today's episode. So with that, Teresa, let's dig right in. Let's share with these ladies, what are hormones in the first place? Like, what are they and why is it that we feel like goofy and terrible sometimes when they're off balance? Yeah. Well, first and foremost, hormones are chemical messengers. And me the hormones that we make literally can be made in almost every part of our body. And a lot of times when we think about hormones, we think about our reproductive system, right? right? But hormones are actually made from our adrenals, they're made from our thyroid, and they're made in, in our brain. So we have hormones everywhere. And most women don't realize that it's super important to understand that our brain is our main sex organ. It's not, not down low. Our brain is our main sex organ. And in order for your hormones to work, and this is true of an entire endocrine system, your brain has to connect to another part of the body. And that's why we call hormones chemical messengers. Because the first message comes from here in your noggin, and it goes somewhere else to create an action. So I'm gonna give you an example. So if you could turn to the person next to you, and if you feel comfortable, hopefully you do, Give them a hug right now. <laughs> Give them a hug, ladies and gentlemen. And, and try to make it last for at least a few seconds, guys. Optimally, it would be 20. I understand at Seek, you might not know someone well, to give it, well enough to give it 20 seconds. Right there, all of you released a hormone called oxytocin. And oxytocin is the bonding hormone. And the bonding hormone is amazing. It makes mothers bond to babies. It makes us bond to other people. And it keeps human beings happy as well. So hormones are all about relationship. All right, I got another one for you. I might need a brave man to do this. I might need a brave man. If any guy is here is willing to stand up right now and stand in the high power pose. Come on, come on. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, think of the Incredibles guy. All right, there you oh, there go. There we go. High power yes. pose. You know what I'm talking about? Get it yes. up there, man. There we go. We got anybody over here willing to do the high power pose? Right there. All right. Awesome. There we go. Yes. You men right here, there, you raised your testosterone levels by 20%. I mean, is that freaking incredible? Yeah, as soon as I say, yeah, you can raise your no. testosterone, right? Now you'll stand yeah. up. Ever, like throughout the rest of Seek today and tomorrow, all the men are going to be walking like this. Actually, I mean, it's amazing. I mean, guys, it's so important for you to be here because you have hormones too. And actually, women don't realize that they have testosterone. And testosterone is a super important for women as well. Jamie, you've got some other fun facts about hormones. What are they? Oh, sure do. Okay, you guys, here's the thing. So, yes, I do love hormones, and hormones are fun, but just like Teresa said, they're very complicated. So, ladies, think back to a time when you woke up and you felt so tired. And that's confusing because yesterday you woke up full of energy or maybe you wake up feeling kind of bloated or you're experiencing painful periods or irregular cycles or brain fog. All of those symptoms are actually the voice of our hormones. Did you guys know that your hormones have a voice and they're constantly trying to tell you something about the state of your health? Anytime that we feel a little wonky or goofy, it's likely that again, our body is giving data about the state of our health. So this is why this topic is so important. It's because so many of you ladies, so many of you, if not every single of you have experienced hormone imbalance at some point in your life. And I'm willing to bet many of you are noticing it 
today and this week and so on and so forth. I can imagine that some of you guys feel like you're stuck in a corner. You're feeling like that you don't want to put a birth control pill on this problem. Often doctors prescribe birth control to create a fix, a, a quick fix solution to these hormone ails. And you might feel like, I don't want to do that, but I don't know my options. I don't know any other alternatives. And you're feeling frustrated. You're feeling unheard. You don't know what that means for your future fertility. You don't understand how to address these issues so you can get full restoration of your body. All you know is that the doctor you go to, and again, there are doctors that are wonderful and doctors that just don't know this information, but all you know is that the doctor is giving you something you don't want, but you don't know what else to do. The good news is, ladies, is built into your very body is a vital sign of health. So there are vital signs in our body. There's our temperature, there's our, rate, our heart rate, our respiratory rate, our um, weight, our weight, but there's also our cycle. Our fertility cycle gives us signs of health. And ladies, when you chart your cycle, and we're gonna give you some like high level tips on even how to do this. Um, so just wait if you're wondering like, that sounds wonderful, but how do I do it? We're gonna get there. But the, our cycle, again, it gives us vital information about the state of our health. So isn't that incredible? And you can take this data and actually find doctors who can understand the data so they can address your root issue. So let's talk about that um, next, tree. So let's talk about our cycle. Like, how do we even manage, when we say uh, cycle tracking, Teresa, what comes to mind and how would you describe that to our listeners? Yeah. I mean, how many of you out there actually track your period in your phone? Awesome. I always say that's really great. I don't think you can over there, but <laughs> um, so tracking your cycle in your phone is awesome. However, here's the deal. When you track your cycle in your phone, you have to be able to input biological data about ovulation in order for that cycle tracking app to be a real cycle tracking app and for order for it to really tell you the diary of your body. So when you have a cycle, and when we say the word menstrual cycle, what we mean is from one period, so the start of a period, day one, until the next period starts. When we say the period, we just mean the days of bleeding, but an entire menstrual cycle is from the day one of the period to the next period. And I always like to say, the period is not the main event, right? The period we think of and we were taught was the main event. And it's something that as women, we definitely have to deal with. But the main event of our cycle would, it, we would never have a period without it, basically. The main event of our cycle is something called ovulation. And it is your superpower as a woman. And it is a, it is a, a cycle symptom, basically, that all of us have that we were never told about. And Jamie is gonna give us the magic word for what that is. Because at this point, then everybody gets uncomfortable. Cervical mucus, ladies cervical and gentlemen. Mucus, cervical mucus. Why can't we call it cervical fluid? I know. We can call it white flow as well. But cervical mucus, there's a discharge. Yeah, my husband is a high school theology teacher, and he would teach natural family planning to the boys in his class. And in order for them to be comfortable with the word mucus, he actually wrote a mucus song. <laughs> I am not going to sing it because it would embarrass my son who's over there. Um, and then he would crack egg whites or eggs so that they could see the whites of the eggs. Because if there's anything in the material world that kind of looks like cervical mucus, it's egg whites. Now, women, I, I did a talk at a high school one time and I was talking about cervical mucus and this was like, 500 boys and girls all in one gymnasium. And I'm using words about mucus and saying, girls, you all have this, you see it every month. And they're all squirming. I said, raise your hand if you've seen some cervical mucus in this last month. And nobody raised their hand. How many of you ladies out there have seen cervical mucus? Praise God, praise God. You are a normal, healthy female, but as soon as these girls kind of like look to the corner of them and they're like, see the girl next to them go like this just a little bit, they're like, oh my gosh, she has it too? Yeah. Okay, 
<laughs> and they start raising their hands. And not only that, then they fall on, in a puddle on the top of each other. Like, oh my gosh, we all have cervical mucus, right? But this is so normal and healthy, and it's the one thing you were never told about, this white flow that you have that is the sign of your main event. And again, without ovulation, you would have no periods. In fact, if you skip your period, or you have irregular cycles, or don't have your period at all, guess what? You just don't ovulate, or you didn't ovulate in that cycle. So the the, the main kind of diagnosis, in a sense, of an irregular cycle is irregular ovulation. Yes. And you know what's so beautiful about this reality, ladies, is that as women, our body was made to receive, right? Our body was made to receive our husband. Our egg was made to receive that sperm. And so in this time of our estrogen genius, that's the hormone that's the highest when our cervical mucus is high and when we're really fertile and when we're about to ovulate. Ladies, during this time, this is when we're our most creative. I wanna say that one more time. During our estrogen genius, when we're about to ovulate and our cervical mucus is really high and that when we're our, our most receptive, it's when we're our most creative. Meaning, if you need to write a paper, give a talk, come up with a grand idea, that's going to happen most likely during your estrogen genius phase. Now, how incredible is it that during this time of fertility, when we can co-create a human being with our most high God and our spouse, that we are also the most creative in other ways? And ladies, that's what we really want you to know. It's not just our physical body and the symptoms of hormone imbalance and all these things. We have a feminine soul too. And the traits of our feminine soul and our feminine body, they interweave with one another. And for me, Teresa, when I began to understand my cycle, I started to understand my identity as a daughter. I started to understand my womanhood. And I was so nervous in high school that like, I would never, ever, ever say the word breasts, ever. Boobs, breasts, forget about it. I would call them chestal units. I couldn't handle it. Like I was so uncomfortable in my female body. But there was something about like seeing this beautiful symphony and these fluctuations and changes when I started charting my cycle that I began to feel very proud of my womanhood, and I didn't think it was weird. And now my job is talking to women about cervical mucus when I couldn't even say breasts. So I mean, if God works miracles, he worked one in me, because you know, that's not something you typically see every day. Um, but yes, yeah, such a beautiful time. So now after ovulation, we know that's the main event. So we have our period. Typically, we notice about five to seven days of bleeding. And you guys, there's normal bleeding and there's abnormal bleeding. And so maybe we'll talk about that just shortly. Um, five to, like three to seven days of bleeding is considered normal, but you want to reach a moderate to heavy flow. There's more to it, but that's where I'll stop just because of time. But moderate to heavy flow. Sometimes women say, oh, I have my period. I had my period all month. I keep getting my period every week. Um, and I ask, well, what kind of period are you experiencing? Oh, it's just a lot of spotting. Well, that's actually not your period. A true period marks after ovulation, moderate heavy flow. That's kind of a symptom of a normal healthy period. We notice a number of days of dryness, and then our hormones start to increase. We notice our estrogen genius. We're preparing for the main event. And then, Teresa, tell our listeners what happens after ovulation. What are we going to notice about our body? Well, after ovulation, well, first of all, Maybe we should tell you how babies are made. <laughs> oh, wait, can we do that on C? I'm not sure. <laughs> Maybe we should tell you. But I love to ask this question. There's three things that you need to make a baby. Three things. Can you guess what they are? I'm going to have to tell you, I suppose. But you need a sperm that comes from a guy. By the way, do you know men make 1,500 sperm per second? I mean, and 500 billion sperm in a freaking lifetime. Wow. That's incredible. Again, I'm just, I got to throw kudos out to the guys. Good job. Yeah. You know, 10 seconds just went by and you just made thousands of sperm. And what are we doing? What are we doing? You know? All right. You need a sperm that comes from a man. You need an egg that comes from a woman. 
And the third ingredient you need, again, cervical mucus. Cervical mucus, ladies. But does anybody know why? Like, why? Like, that's like, you know, the ingredients make a baby. You know, why do you need cervical mucus? Why is that so important? If anybody could show me by a hand sign, because if you know the answer, you probably could make a hand gesture. That might sound weird. That <laughs> all right, it's already out there. It's already out there. Why we have to have cervical mucus. Can you do it all together? Yeah. That's right. Because you can't swim in a pool with no water, can you? No, you gotta have water. You gotta have water for the sperm to get to the egg. And let me tell you, it's kind of a distance. Yeah. It's kind of a distance to get to the egg. You know, once a man and a woman do the marriage thing and the, the beautiful act that God has, you know, meant for us in creating new life, that sperm has to go a long ways. And so it's gotta have this high quality, what we call like a hydrogel in order for the sperm to get to the egg. So it's just really important why, you know, again, this question of why, why this? Why do, why do women have to notice this cervical mucus? It's because it's the part of our body that's the most important because it allows you to co-create life with God. I mean, how genius is that? That you as a woman can be a co-creator with God and as your body speaks to you, it's letting you know that that is the time that is possible. And this is, of course, what natural family planning is, right? as that window opens up of your fertility, then you, know, you have this opportunity to say to God, should we let an eternal soul be created out of nothing? An eternal soul. I have eight eternal souls created with my husband. I have eight kids. So my husband and I had sex eight times uh, in 25 years and that was great. Just kidding, just kidding. But it's beautiful. Like, again, this, this natural family planning thing is amazing. This ability for us to know our bodies so deeply and so well. To be integrated. This is what Jamie was talking about. To be integrated into self as a human being, right? The identity. This is a, what you guys are learning at Seek. Your identity. But you cannot know your full identity without knowing your body, right? You cannot know your identity as a daughter or a son of God without knowing how this biology works. And that's why we're so, so passionate about talking about cervical mucus <laughs> and telling men that it's important for them to understand the women that they are going to be in relationship with. Um, so, yes. After that, progesterone. Yep. So estrogen is what makes cervical mucus. You know we need the sperm, the egg, and the baby. And after that egg is released, really like, I mean, fertility is over in a quick second. That egg can only live for 12 to 24 hours. Sperm can live for up to five days in good cervical mucus. So that means our window of fertility is about five days. But that egg is only present for 12 to 24 hours. It is a miracle people get pregnant. And so after that, we make this hormone called progesterone. And progesterone is amazing. It's our calming hormone. But I have to tell you, I, I'm, you know, when I do a talk, I always think about where I'm going to be in my cycle. Yeah. Because, like Jamie said, you have different superpowers for different times of your cycle. And I was disappointed about where I was going to be in my cycle during this podcast. Um, I am in my progesterone phase. And progesterone, although makes us calm, it also is a type of hormone that makes us want to kind of go inward to prepare for the potential new life we might carry. Isn't that amazing? As you go into your progesterone phase, this about two weeks before your period, it's a little shorter than that, your body is literally, whether you had intercourse, whether you had sex or not, whether a baby is possible or not, your body will prepare for it every single cycle. And as it does, you go inward and you become introspective and you might want to, as Jamie says, clean out a closet or organize your sock drawer. I would never do that. But I might just want to chill and hang out at home instead of be social. So I'm in my progesterone phase. So it's not the best time for me to do a podcast, but it's all right. You're doing it's great. Good. It's good. You're doing great. And you know what's interesting too, Teresa, is I think it was yesterday, the day before, we were listening to one of the talks and you're like, Jamie... I could like pick up on every little sound around me. Did you yeah. hear Monitor, yeah. that sound? Did you hear this baby? Did you hear that clink of a noise? And I'm like, 
I have no idea what you're saying. She's like, yeah, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't stay focused. I couldn't. And that may be, again, this symptom or the sign. Um, it's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. So now, let, Teresa, let's shift gears into talking about, you know, what are some ways or what are some common hormone issues? Like, what are some common patterns you may see when you're charting your cycle that may indicate hormone imbalance. So I'll start with a few that are really simple and kind of easier to identify, but a lot of women I think could probably relate to this. I know I could relate to this if someone were to ask me when I was in college. So what's very interesting is the hormone that um, Teresa just mentioned was progesterone. So the two main hormones we're talking about today is estrogen, progesterone, okay? Estrogen is the dominant hormone the first half of the cycle before ovulation. Progesterone is the dominant hormone after ovulation, okay? And so when progesterone is at its height, it's like kind of like a little like roller coaster. Of course, it has to fall off. Once our hormones fall off at the very end of our cycle, it's when we start a period, okay? Like the hormones have to be off because we didn't get pregnant from that cycle. But sometimes our progesterone levels drop too quickly, or they maybe never reach the point that they should have been. Um, and so what we notice are PMS symptoms, ladies, PMS. And PMS is not just like the curse of womanhood. We all just have to bear with PMS and get on with life. Often, if we're noticing like extreme mood disorder, like mood swings, depression, insomnia, that sort of thing, um, especially about five to seven days before the period, that may be a sign of a luteal phase defect. And so many women, Teresa, I can't even count the number of women who've come up to our booth in the last week and have said, I struggle so bad the week before my period. So these are the questions I ask women. Do you have brown spotting? Do you have light, very light or brown spotting before you get to the, the heavy or the moderate heavy flow, the red bleeding flow of a period? So typically a good way to think of this is three pre, three days before, three pre your period. So if you have three days of light, very light or brown spotting, it may mean that you have a luteal phase defect. And paired with mood swings, depression, insomnia, difficulty with that, that again may be a sign. So what's the good news about this is you may wonder, well, cool, that's me, so what do I do? Couple things, couple, one natural tool, couple natural tips actually. One, if you know of a fertility care NAPRO doctor near you, if you don't know what that means, we'll explain it at the very end, how you can find this information um, to find a doctor near you that's aligned with this sort of worldview and charting. Um, but they can do lab work and they can actually prescribe you bioidentical progesterone that you take after ovulation to support your luteal phase, ladies. And that has been known to help women in so many ways, Teresa, and you see it every day. You work with clients, come in with mood disorders, postpartum depression, it helps with that so extremely. Ladies, our hormones help us in so many ways. And when they are not functioning properly, we feel it because ladies, what did I say at the beginning? Our hormones have a voice. Our symptoms are data and they're trying to tell us something. But if we're covering up these problems with a pill, which is the Western medicine, modern sort of approach to things, we will never get to the root of what's causing that in the first place. So brown spotting, brown bleeding, a shorter phase after ovulation is another sign. So if you're charting your cycle and your luteal phase um, is nine days or less, sometimes 10 days or less, on a consistent basis, that may also be a sign of a progesterone problem. So that's one very common thing, even from this week, that we've been getting a lot of women talking. Yeah, I want to tell a story about this too. Oh, go for it. I mean, it's just making me think of a young woman that came to actually seek last year, or it was was a few years, an SLS. Um, So it was a few years ago. But um, she had, and I I just know this is, you know, someone out there. You know, there are so many young women that have a, a period problem. It could be the PMS or painful periods. That's probably one of the most common yeah. ones, the painful periods. And they, you know, go to their pediatrician or maybe they, you know, their mom takes them to the OBGYN and they're put on birth control at a really young age, right? 14, 15, 16, high school. And this young woman that approached me, she had been put on birth control at 14 years of age. Her mm. mom walked her in, actually to an OBGYN 
and um, just said, my, it's time for my daughter to be on birth control. Because, you know, her mom, that's what her mother did for her. And I happened to do a little talk in our little booth that we were at. And afterwards, she came up to me and she is like mind blown. She like doesn't even you know, know how to like formulate like what just happened. Like I have never heard this information before, that there would be another way to even approach my body. She's like 20 now. And she looks at me and says, do you think I can stop taking birth control? And just tears start fall- falling out of her eyes. And I looked at her and I said, oh, Absolutely, absolutely, because guess what? It's your choice, like this is your body. And I told her, you should be so excited at this moment because for the first time in your life, you will get to know the real hormonal you. So for someone who's been on birth control since they were young, which again, we we talk to you ladies, we know that this happens. Many times what you don't realize is that The birth control pill, like your hormones naturally are like a roller coaster. It's a roller coaster, every menstrual cycle. When you're on birth control, it flatlines your own hormones. The period on birth control pills is not a real period. It is a pseudo-chemical effect, a withdrawal from synthetic hormones that were put into your body three weeks before. And so, but women were never told that. They kind of think the pill regulates their periods, right? And that this is kind of like just the normal hormones that I should have. But it's not. In fact, the pill in some ways, I heard an OBGYN, very well-known one say, the largest endocrine system disruptor you could ever put in your body. It's kind of the paradox, right? The woman that walks into Whole Foods to get the organic grass-fed meat, but pops a birth control pill every day of her life. It doesn't make sense, but it's not her fault in some ways. She doesn't even know that that's the biggest disruptor of her endocrine system that she could ever take. And so for a woman that has never heard this message before, we, we want you to know you are loved, your body is good, it was made good, and it was meant to function a certain way and that you can choose because now you have information and that's the point of the Hormone Genius Podcast is to inform you, to give you the words, to give you the knowledge, to be able to make these decisions. I have been in practice as a nurse practitioner for 24 years. Guess what? I am a woman's health nurse practitioner. I have never prescribed a birth control pill in my life. I never will. And I can treat every single woman's health condition that comes through my door. There is another way. There is another way. And if you want to live the best version of yourself, the real hormonal you, you can do this too. We just didn't know as women. Our mothers didn't know their cycle. Our mothers didn't know this information. They didn't know. I mean, the birth control pill has only been around since the late 50s, wildly dispensed in the 60s and beyond, our mothers didn't know this information. We're now learning that the birth control pill has more effects than we thought it did. How many of you are athletes out there? Did you know that women on birth control who are strength training, this is just a recent study that came out, like they, if they strength train for a, over a period of 72 weeks and they compare girls that are on birth control to those that are not, the girls on birth control will make less muscle mass, not, not even just less, well over a pound less muscle mass. So the pill actually stunts our ability to grow muscle. You know, we're starting to learn that the pill can affect the brain. Did you know that women on the pill, in some ways, there's research that's showing that they tend to be attracted to people that are more genetically similar to them than they are different to them. And that when they look at men's faces, if they're on the pill, they're more likely to be attracted to men who have a feminine jawline versus a more masculine jawline. These are all credible scientific studies. There's a book called Your Brain on Birth Control. So these are things that we're starting to learn. And we as women, again, this is all about like, 
informed consent, right? You get to choose what's best for your body. Amen. Amen. And I think, too, most women, they just don't feel like they have the option. Right, Teresa? And that's what the good news is, ladies, is you have an option. And a very interesting study, actually, from uh, the National Health Statistics Report shared that 30% of women who take birth control, there's about over 12 million women on birth control, 30% change their birth control method, not one time, not two times, not three, not four, five times, ladies and gentlemen, 30% of women change their birth control method five times. You want to know why? Because of the side effects. I guarantee you, most women take the pill because they feel like it's their only option, especially when it comes to taking the pill for a health, like a hormonal health thing. And actually about 60% of women are on the pill for a hormone health thing. 35% specifically hormone health related. And then the other 25% is for birth control, but also hormone, um, hormone health related. So women don't want to be on the pill. We don't want to be on the pill. It feels like it's our only option. And Jamie, how many doctors learn about other options in medical school? Less than 50%. Less than 50% of doctors never even heard about fertility awareness as an option. The other 50% learn about this in less than one hour, and mostly they associate with the rhythm method. And I'm going to take this time just to introduce myself as well. So I'm a fertility care practitioner. The reason Teresa asked me that question is because I studied for over a year this topic. I, in my community, I interviewed doctors and nurses for my graduate degree, and I wanted to understand what are the barriers of dissemination, so what's keeping doctors and the medical community in my town from distributing fertility awareness-based methods to their female patients. What I learned is that they never learned about it in med school, they thought it was the rhythm method, and you know what? They never learned about it growing up. And the only doctors I interviewed that knew about it were only, only knew about it because of how they were raised. They were the only ones that gave natural fertility awareness methods as an option to their female patients is because of what they learned growing up. Isn't that so interesting? So interesting. So we are here to tell you there are alternatives to birth control. And again, many women feel like there are no other options. So Teresa, what would you say is a good next step. Maybe let's think about some resources that we can offer to these ladies because who's all excited to chart their cycle? Like everyone, right? Like, hello, so incredible. So let's talk about some different charting systems that you guys can maybe explore and navigate so that we don't just leave you with all this information and you're not quite sure what to do with it. Yeah, it, that's a great point, Jamie. Yeah, if you're like, you know, you think you've got an app out there, uh, there's so many apps, right? So it's hard because, and especially as, as well-formed Catholics, like there's a lot of junk out there. It's so hard for us to even say, oh yeah, use that app, this app, this is fine, because there's so much darkness and so many things. Um, one of the apps you could start out with is the FEMM app, F-E-M-M. Um, it's free, it's easy. Um, it's, when we say this, we always want people to be able to find someone that could actually help them with this. If you're gonna cycle track for your health, I mean, in some ways you can kind of pick it up on your own, if you're going to cycle track for family planning, you should never wing it. I can assure you of not winging it in that area. Um, so, you know, if you're doing this for health, you can start with the FEM app or the Read Your Body app is another one. These are ones that we know are philosophically aligned with our, the truth and goodness of our bodies. And then there are different methods of, you know, charting. Uh, Jamie is a fertility care practitioner, as she mentioned, that's, and I am trained in that as well, and that's the Creighton model system. Um, that is a mucus system where you chart your cervical mucus patterns every day. There is the Marquette method, developed at Marquette University. That is a symptohormonal uh, method where you chart cervical mucus, body temperature. Um, you can combine these and you do uh, hormonal urinary strips. People, my, my younger ladies love Marquette. It's great when you're in your breastfeeding phase of your cycle. There is the billing system, another mucus method. Um, there are... The fem tech world is exploding, so there's all these new things coming out. Uh, Jamie's using something called the Anito. That's a new one. I love um, it. Yeah. I-N-I-T-O. Anito. Yeah. I love it. Not approved for family planning, but in, right. it gives us a ton of data about yes. hormones. 
So there are some sites that you could go to that could help you. Um, fertilitycare.org can connect you to a doctor that's trained in NAPRO technology. That stands for Natural Procreative Technology. I'm a NAPRO technology certified uh, nurse practitioner. Again, that's the reason why I can do this. I have the tools and the foundation to treat women. There's femhealth.org, femhealth.org. They have a medical directory as well. And the last one is FACS, um, for FACS Fertility, and I cannot remember their website. FACSAboutFertility.org. FACSAboutFertility.org. Those are three sites that have medical directories where you can find a doctor that would be willing to work with you, obviously, with your natural body and allow you to remain uh, in the best version of yourself and your hormones. Right. So that's incredibly important. But you, there is a couple of places you could go to even look for, like the charting systems. Managingyourfertility.com is an, an amazing one. Um, and then FAMBASE, mm -hmm. FAMBASE is another one. Those are great too. Yeah, and I also have an institute I'm called the Fiat Institute, where I train women to be hormone coaches. So if you're really struggling with your hormone health and you're more wanting to get a sense of how do you chart your cycle with your symptoms and understand how to incorporate healthy habits and dietary changes and cycle-centric lifestyle, movement, nutrition, and that whole thing, then you can also check out my information as well, which is fiatinstitute.com slash directory. So there are so many people that are so willing to help you. Today, in today's age, we feel like we're isolated when we are the only one that may feel convicted about this, don't we? We kind of feel like aliens from outer space. But I assure you, you're not alone and that there are so many people willing to help you. And because of kind of, I think, COVID, a lot of people have really brought their services in, realms, in the realm of fertility awareness service to the virtual world. So you will not be short at all of finding anyone. You will find someone. So if this matters to you, um, there is help. So again, and you can always email us at any point at the Hormone Genius. Yes. yes. So a couple of things. We have got some exciting news, um, a, a couple of great exciting things. One, I mean, a lot of you are here because we're giving this book away free. 150 of these books will go into your hands tonight. And that is awesome and exciting. This book is like a little, you know, like a little encyclopedia of your body but in a fun coffee talk table, hang out with your girlfriend way. Um, so you will love this book. Um, I have had people that got it free last year at Seek come up to me and tell them that changed their life. In fact, I had a one girl who came up to me and literally she just said, your book changed my life. <laughs> and then she couldn't say anything else because she was so overcome with emotion. Uh, she just said, the book changed my life. And then I said, let's take a selfie. <laughs> and she just couldn't speak. She couldn't say anything else. So it's a great book. It's a great starting point for cycle information. And it was published by uh, lumenpress.org. And that's going to get us to our next, next super exciting thing as well. Well, I do want to say one more thing quick. Um, so because our mission is to empower you all to be the genius of your hormones, ladies, like you guys are made so good. Um, when you read this book, which I hope you get it for free, we have 150 copies, by the time you're done with this book, you will be the genius of your hormones. As you go through the book, there are podcast episodes that accompany each of the topics. So there's an episode on PCOS, an episode on PMS, an episode on endometriosis, an episode on how do you talk to your doctor. Um, so this, by the time you're done with this, truly you will be so hormonally intelligent. Um, but also, Teresa and I have a live book study where we are going through this book live with anybody who wants to come February. We have little invites that are inside. The stickers are inside the cover of the book. And you know what? This is going to elevate your hormone genius status level because we'll also equip you with discussion questions so that you can take this book to your community and have these conversations so again, if you're looking to increase your hormone intelligence, be the genius of your hormones, this is, this is how you do that. So with awesome. that, yes, yes. But before we have like this awesome special guest we're about to bring on, but before we do that, because I need all of you to do something for me right now, I need you to all get on your social media, get on Instagram, and I want you to take a selfie, turn towards me and Jamie with a friend next to you, and I want you to tag us at the Hormone Genius. Tag us, follow us and tag us because we want you to be a part of our lives. 
you already are. We already love you. Um, we love Focus and we love being here. But I want you to take a selfie right now, do it. Jamie and I are gonna take a selfie in front of you right yep. now. And then we're gonna send it out. And then we have a special guest we will welcome here in just a moment. Awesome. All right, as you guys are doing that, we are gonna welcome a secret, special, amazing guest to this stage. If we could get Leah Jacobson with us. Okay, let's welcome Leah Jacobson. She is the CEO and founder of the Guiding Star Project. Um, I know Leah because I am a founder of one of, uh, of, one of the locations in Waterloo, Iowa. And, um, woo, Iowa, Waterloo, yes, raise the roof. Um, so Leah's here, we've become very good friends and actually that's how Teresa and I met. Um, for those of you who have been following the podcast since the beginning, Teresa and I's friendship unfolded in the very first season of the episode because we were at a conference that we were invited to by this lady here. We met, we became friends, so you never know. The people that you're connecting with may totally change your world. You may start a podcast with them someday. Who knows? So welcome. Thank Leah. you, guys. This is great. Yes. Stick around, you guys. The books are coming. Don't move. Yeah, just don't stay. move. Books just are stay. coming. Yeah. Books are coming. Oh, and I wanted to say, the name of the book, if you don't get it, is called The Happy Girl's Guide to Being Whole, What You Never Knew About Your Natural Body. Yes, and it's on Amazon, uh, so if you don't get if it you tonight, don't it's get on it, Amazon. Yeah. You still need to get it. You yes, still need of course. You all need it. Yes. So Leah is also the author of Holistic Feminism, which is also for sale over at our booth. Yep, many we, of you got that free as well, hopefully. Yeah, yeah some of you got it free. We gave away 50 every day at noon, so yeah, those yeah. of you that got the book, I'm excited for you. Yes, it's incredible. So Leah, share with us a little bit about what's coming up in February on campuses all around the United States. So guys, I am a former campus minister from the great University of Minnesota, Duluth, Minnesota. Are there any bulldogs? Yeah, yeah. Bulldog Catholic. Go. Um, and in my time there, I realized that a lot of college students are poorly equipped, poorly equipped to talk to your professors, to talk to your roommates, to talk about women's health care issues. And so when I left campus ministry, I founded a nonprofit called Guiding Star Project. We've created a program that will help you as college students in your everyday life to bring the information about women's health and fertility to your campus. So in February... If you happen to go to the university, no, wait, what's it called? Franciscan University, I'm sorry. Do I have any Steubenville kids in here? If you're a Franciscan University student, we will be there for the entire week of Valentine's Day in February, piloting the first ever Women's Health Week. Now, this program was created, honestly, it was created in response to something that happened at UMD back when I was campus minister called Sex Week. Do any of you guys have Sex Week on your campuses? So some of you are nodding. Um, it's pretty horrible. It's pretty scandalous. Pretty awful things happen during sex week. Uh, but not a lot of women's health happens during that week. Yeah. So tell us what happens each day during women's health week. Well, I'm not going to go into every day because I actually want my, my girl to do that. Oh, nice. Christina okay. will share awesome. that with you when you contact her. Okay. If anyone's interested in hosting this on your campus, make sure you raise your hand after this because we've got little brochures about how you can sign up for this. We're going to be bringing it to campuses all around the country. But every day, basically, we're going to address some of the lies that have come to us through the vehicle of women's health care. I wrote a book on feminism, you guys, because my master's thesis was all about uh, the history of women's health care and how the feminist movement and the women's movement really destroyed our trust in our bodies. And it, we really lost touch with how we work. Um, so this program is meant to address each of the areas that kind of really threw us off course. So I'm a lactation consultant. One of the days we're going to talk about the purpose of breasts because we all seem to be confused about them. We all seem to think chest feeding is a thing, um, but we're going to work on breastfeeding and talking about what they're for. Uh, one of the days we're going to talk about the beauty of fertility awareness. Um, so those are the, the, the topics that we're going to hit day by day with expert speakers, expert information that will be handed out all across campus. And we really want to bring this program across the country next year. This year, it's going to be at Steubenville for the week of Valentine's Day. Watch it, see how it goes. And then if you think you want to do that on your campus, just contact us and we will help you do it at your campus next year. Awesome. Leah, I think, I don't want you to ask it, but I think it would be super awesome as we close up, you know, kind of this podcast to ask Leah the okay. question we always ask our guests and oh, to let her yeah. give everybody 
her answer to that, because I always think it's such a great question. Okay. All right. So at the end of every episode, I always ask our interviewees this question. So Leah, what do you wish every woman knew about her hormone genius? Oh my gosh. You guys covered so much of it already. Like you guys covered so much. Um, hmm. Well, gosh, just, I want every woman to know, you know, that you're not the problem. Like sometimes we feel like we don't fit into the workplace or the friend group or the whatever, and we think we're the problem. But the problem is that we have a society and we have a culture that has normalized altering, suppressing, destroying female bodies in the name of health, and we call it feminism, when that's truly misogyny, that's truly hatred of women. Um, and so I want you to know, like, you're not the problem. Our culture and our world is, and, and you have the power and the ability to change it just by demanding that you can exist as you. Amen. That was incredible. Thank you. Right. So good. Yeah, it makes me think, I mean, there's just been so many great talks, and I know you guys have over-absorbed so much information, but I love Father Mike Schmitz talking about the broken heart, mm. you know, and, and our bodies are broken in some ways, but we have the duty and responsibility to really live in our bodies and take care of them as best we, as we can. And I think it was Ted Sri who said, you know, again, it's our opportunity to become the best version of ourselves. And if you listen to our podcast, it's going to allow you to become the best version of yourself, not only in your own hormones, but again, in relationship with others. And isn't that all what it's all about, right? Love of God, love of self, love of others. And, you know, Jamie and I do this because we, you know, we're Catholic. We're all Catholic here. And we, we really want you to be integrated into yourself as a young woman and young man. Amen. Awesome. Well, very good. Teresa, that is a wrap. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. For more info on the SEEK conference, visit seek.focus.org. This episode of the SEEK24 podcast was produced by Spoke Street. For more great podcasts, visit spokestreet.com. 